Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of Serially Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawit. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we're here to talk about what some of you agreed with us is your second favorite podcast, Serial, here on your first favorite podcast, Serially Obsessed. Um, yeah. But just to, you know, like, hey, let's draw the line. Let's make sure things are really, really super clear. The Serially Obsessed podcast is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Serial podcast. Additionally, the views, comments, and opinions expressed on the Serially Obsessed podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers of Serial. And uh, I usually say, why would it? Because we do not make it. But honestly, clearly, we are not a part of that show because we would not condone this release schedule that's currently happening right now. <laughs> Sorry, this episode is late, guys. I mean... No, this... Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is insane. This, like, changing of the schedules of the release of Serial is, like, the last thing that I need in addition to my life being so chaotic. This is the first time in my life, personal notes... Um, where like everything is not a constant and for cereal to also not be a constant, I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need an additional thing out of my control. Yeah. It's like, be cool, cereal. Yeah. Be my constant. That's not going to be your constant. No. <laughs> it is funny, uh, you know, just to give, uh, the listeners a little a little background obviously, like we have different work schedules and commutes and Layla lives on a different coast. So having not even finished the first episode, Dipti was like, Oh, they don't. It's there's another one. There's another one coming tomorrow. And we were like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what is this?" Yeah. Oh. And at first, I didn't understand Dip's message because I, oh, cereal doesn't come out till tomorrow, and I was like, "Why are they switching to Fridays?" Ugh. And then it was like, "Oh no, there's just two episodes back to back." Right. Because and we always, here we are. We like to consistently record the night of. After work, and we couldn't. So um, for people listening to this as it came out, that's why this is out a little later. For people who are listening to this way after the fact, you don't really give a shit. So let's go on. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, Okay. But so they split it up into two episodes. And um, two eps. And uh, why is my first question. (laughs) I want to know. I want to understand why. I'm going to defend it, actually. I don't. Go for it. I don't I don't defend it for my personal schedule, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. wait, you want to defend it, but you don't want to defend it. I'll defend on your personal schedule, the uh, the separation of them as a podcast. But um, for me personally, it was a little inconvenient as a lawyer and she has to be ready to defend things. Yeah, both ways. I cut (laughs) both ways. (laughs) So um. The reason why, okay, I listened to the first episode, of course, we'll get into more details, but just as an overview, I uh, was like, I think I hate cereal now. And after <laughs> I listened, when I when I started listening to the second episode, I was ready to hate listen to it legitimately. I was like, well, can't wait to be annoyed again. Not that that episode seven <laughs> didn't show me some things. Again, we'll talk about that shortly, but- when I was listening to episode eight, I um, it, I was a little annoyed that I had to pay so much attention. It really is that thing, Daisy, that you've been talking about where you can't just it just doesn't like flow like uh, you have to really pay attention. You can't let your attention go elsewhere. And not that it's impossible concepts, but you really don't want to miss anything because every sentence is full of stuff. And oh, yeah. um, but but I felt like I liked cereal again after 
I listened to episode eight. I well, I mean, I I wasn't as mad at Serial anymore. Yeah, because uh, things finally started to come together. Like I felt like I feel like I've come to a conclusion in my head about certain things about how I personally feel about Bo. Yeah. And the soldiers and the army. Um, so that's why just as, uh, as it being released into as two podcasts, I'm glad they did that. I don't think that would have happened if it were just like an hour and 20 minute episode, I would have been like losing my mind. Two things though. One, uh, I think a lot of people, some got yeah. started or coming back around or something in the last week or so, because, I've been seeing more online stuff and, you know, we've talked a little bit about how like the stuff that you're seeing online buzz wise is not anywhere near what it was for season one. I've seen a lot more in the last week. Some of it was in response to this last episode or pair of episodes. But the thing about the two episodes that does bug me is that the running time for each was it was 38 minutes and 37 minutes. I might have them backwards, but one was 38 minutes, one was 37 yeah, it was like, they were essentially the like, yeah, they were just over 30 minutes. Yeah, when you take out the the length of the ads and the promos for next week and stuff, and then the fact mm-hmm. that she had to spend the first minute and a half referring to the episode right. the day before, that would have just been like an hour episode. Oh, that's fair. Which is like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah, like it why? Like an hour I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, ads. I almost wonder is like, did they release it as two episodes because their intention... Because their intention was to, like, put in some more information and they simply didn't have time to do so with the advent of all of the Adnan stuff that was happening in between. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if it's, like, some sort of production schedule thing that uh, led them to split the episode in two. Because the truth is, for me, like, both of these episodes, I don't know, like, you could have easily condensed them into one episode and I would have been, uh, I mean... Maybe I would have felt it was long, but I think I would have been okay. Because, like, the first half of the episode would have been, like, yeah, let's set up the fact that this guy was previously in the Coast Guard. He had Mm -hmm. these mental, he had a mental breakdown. He was discharged. And then, yet, he still went back because he just, like, needs some semblance of heroic duty. Therefore, he will naturally gravitate to something like, I want to join the Foreign Legion. I want to be in the army. I want to join the Coast Guard. I want to be whatever, um, a paramedic or what have yeah. you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's like once I knew that it was two episodes, I, I saved it to listen to all at once. So it was like I really listened to them together once I knew it was two parts. Um, I don't really know where one begins right. or ends. Um with the exception of the fact that I thought it was really funny. With the exception of the fact that I thought it was really funny that, like, at the top of episode eight, Sarah Koenig's like, yeah, if you, and if you haven't listened to episode seven, you should really go back and listen to that one first because, you know, that's really a part one of this one. And it's like, how could you listen to any of Serial out of order? Like, ever. Right. Like, like what do you, like, this is no more true than it was last week. Or- right. Unless she's just, like, bringing it up, presumably because she thinks, like, you're just on a podcast app and, like, because I know with certain podcast apps, it'll just populate whatever the newest episode is. So maybe if you don't listen religiously the day it drops on Thursday. Yeah, like, if you're, if it's been fooled, you've been tricked into it by their own schedule. Right. I didn't realize that there was like an episode that dropped on Thursday and Friday. So, well, also, all right, fine. Serial, I'll like let that go. But Serial's the podcast that's the most 
mainstream podcasts where people who've never they can't spell like even technology listen to so i don't think it's crazy that she said that because she knows her audience is like a lot of total newbies who might just say oh i've heard about this and but i don't know have you guys heard about podcasts what is a podcast dip uh i want to go back to something you were saying like you were like you really got to pay attention to these episodes and it's true but it is also like when i you know make radio they're in an interesting situation with it being a podcast but one thing that we think a lot about at my show for example because it is a radio show but it's also a podcast which is true of a lot of shows uh is i usually when i because i have to listen to everything to check it um like everything right because i'm the senior producer on the show now so i listen to everything and i usually try to i try to listen to things both like in my headphones like really concentrating on it and then i also do a listen where i'm like kind of dicking around on my phone and only oh, have attention so that yeah i can get a and sense see if of like, like it mm-hmm, both yeah like if you right. missed uh a line early are you gonna still be able to like catch up and keep up with what's going on well um sk does like not that. pass the, the dicking around test <laughs> No. Well, okay, okay, so but I would but... argue that I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think that mm. that's only true because we do a podcast about the show mm. and therefore you don't want to miss a piece of information. My argument is, and I'm not saying this is true for you. I'm saying this might just be my truth, but your truth. I think if we weren't, this <laughs> is my Layla truth. Live her truth. Um, if we on your tombstone, let me live my truth. This is my truth. <laughs> I feel like if we weren't doing a podcast about cereal, there would be moments, especially in this season, where I'm happily like, I don't know, <laughs> doing something else while I'm listening to like, oh, Bo used to like walk around with cats the in cat his backyard. <laughs> Those are like things that I'm just, I listen to because I'm like, of course he's a cat guy. Of course he loves Ayn Rand. All of these things make sense to me. Um, oh, of course he loves Ayn Rand. Of course. Of course sorry, he Ayn does. Rand. Uh, of course he does. Um, You know what made me sad in the first episode, just to dive in somewhere, even though it was kind of towards the end? So I'm kind of like super annoyed with him the entire episode. Uh, we do find out that um, which episode? Episode seven. seven? Yeah, I won't know and the difference. Ep- oh, you're right. Okay. Well, <laughs> he we we hear that you know we hear about the Coast Guard. We know why he he had like a breakdown there. We're not exactly sure what happened when he started bleeding inside that hospital, but he got a psych discharge. Right. So that's basically what we learn, and um and a little bit about his childhood. Um, that we already knew. I just got sad when he he didn't tell anyone that he got into, I'm going to say army without the the, because it makes me laugh because of Arrested Development and how Buster would just say, I'm going to army. And Sarah sometimes <laughs> leaves out the the as well. Anyway, so when he got into army and he didn't tell anybody for a while and then he just showed up in his suit if you want to talk about nice storytelling and give SK some credit here, that's where I'd give it because I kind of choked up because I was imagining that scene. And even though he is a a guy that, God, I don't think I would ever want to hang out with or be friends with, I got choked up because it was so special to him and he was so excited to show his family and his kind of like uh adopted family oh like that's interesting that you read yeah, that's it that not how way. i totally did that's not how i read it at oh, all really? i didn't read it like that I had so I, much sympathy yeah, to, i was like oh to me oh. 
to me, that was like the equivalent of like that kid who's like, oh, you said I wasn't allowed to touch the stove. But look, like I made a grilled cheese sandwich and now there's like cheese remnants all over the stove. What are you going to do about it, mom and dad? Really? Like, that's how I read really? Yeah, that's how I oh read it. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. I'm so in between the two of you. Uh, I'm <laughs> in between the two of you. I was like, I didn't really imagine him being overly proud. I think he just knew that everybody was going to disagree with it. But he was like really, really wanted to do it. So he was just like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And when he showed up, like he was kind of relishing right. the big reveal. Not necessarily even out of pride, but just like knowing that like she was going to react the way she reacted. Um and that everybody was going to be like, whoa, you know, and just kind of like knowing how what everybody's reactions were going to be. He like right. just kept it to himself because he's already really private and then just kind of was like, here's a thing. Bye. But you guys, besides this, although honestly, like, I, I mean, I get that, but I'm also like, I don't know. I feel like he also did it in a little like smug, like thumbing of his nose kind of way to Kim. I mean... I mean, I think because like Kim even kind of talks about it. She's like, when he mentioned that he wanted to join the army, I was like, no, like there are so many other things you could be doing because I think Kim kind of understands. Oh, God, I don't want to say it this way, but like Bo's like instability and like how he wouldn't operate well yeah. in the army. I mean, it's totally he operate well in the Coast Guard. Of course he wouldn't operate operate well in the army. Like, it's just, it's not, he can't wrap his mind around just the structure of these organizations. And so, I don't know. I feel like him showing up in the uniform is kind of a little bit like a gentle fuck you, right? Like, um, man, to me, I don't know. You know, I, it's because this episode, I think it was this episode, but we don't know because they keep repeating the same shit every episode. But, um... We know that if minus this adopted family, he didn't have any friends. So I was like, oh, this is something that he can finally, again, not that I want to be his friend either. I got the impression that he has a circle no, of friends from the tea house. Not really. He was a loner. Yeah, no, he definitely has friends. Kind of like a loner, but he wasn't like a recluse. Yeah. Uh, he, but he, he didn't. The people, like, the groups of friends getting it's his also emails like Kim and stuff, it's and, not like, just and, Kim and his and daughter, kids. like, Kayla, everyone yeah. that works at the, yeah, everyone that works at the tea house, I think, is, But like, he always felt like him. an outsider and never felt like he fit in, and I get why. It sounds like he was. And this was just, like, the one thing, like, give him this. Even though he shouldn't have gone, et cetera, et cetera. But I just felt, and this is someone who does not like Bo, <laughs> like, from what I've learned from the podcast. I had a moment. Oh, you don't like that he leaves like weapons all around the tea house for protection? <laughs> oh, you don't like really. that he wasn't just following, like hanging out with cats. He was following cats. He was. Yeah. I, he was following, following cats. cats. Which is like. He was like the town of crazy. Of course he was following cats. This is the kind of guy who says the word cats. irregardless. He did so, say like, irregardless. Right then, for I me, know I was too many like, people that I'm, say I'm irregardless done. for me to hold that one against Bo. Oh. But you know what? I'm uh, just telling you. It's like a weird pet peeve of mine. I'm just telling you, I had a moment of sympathy at that. But that's it. It was <laughs> it was my what? It was one moment of sympathy in that episode that I had in a season where I've had very little sympathy outside of hearing how horribly he was tortured. Obviously, but besides that, like oh, this right. episode, I was just like, Bo, why are you so? Not why are you so messed up, but. I just was, like, irritated by Bo. So, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like, for me, what ties everything together 
in like a big Lebowski rug in the middle of the room sort of thing is that, you know, the assessment of you're not wrong, you're just an asshole. Like, yeah. Which to me, I was like, oh, this is perfect that it ties back into like the dude character from Big Lebowski because I feel like, yeah, that's that kind of sums up Bo in a nutshell. I don't think he does anything out of malice. I think his intentions are pure. I think he has very idealistic perceptions of what the world should be and how the world should work that are just, to me, are frustrating because it's like, oh, it's like those that radical idealism that I think needs to be like obliterated once you're done with college you know um where you're just like no like the world kind of sucks and there's like oh god okay listen the minute he sends that email i'm like of course this motherfucker read like i liked picturing layla hearing that piece of tape Oh, I okay, guys. I'm not even kidding you. When I listened to it, I groaned. I'm sure so you did. It's like <laughs> I'm sure that my neighbors were like, "Ooh, I was on the bus, just on. imagining so your just face." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Here we go." Oh, I just I made the na. I mean, I'm making a fucking nasty face just thinking about it now. Like, of course, you read the Fountainhead. It was Don't Atlas Shrugged. Yourself. It was Atlas like, Shrugged, by the way. It was. It Atlas was Atlas Shrugged. Shrugged. Whatever. Fountainhead. Atlas Shrugged. But did it? Well, Layla, did you find some satisfaction in hearing his friends? Okay, I guess he did have some friends. But in hearing his friends say, oh, God, is this the title of this email? (laughs) Like, they were, they all grown, too. Yeah, because they They didn't like him either. They're just like, we like him. He's a weirdo. You know what? I don't know that I that I think that they don't like him. I think I think Bo is just that friend where you're just like, oh, God, like, yeah. Like you're gonna do this dumb thing. It's like I love you, but you're always well, doing these, right. Like, dumb well, that's the thing they call the protector said? too. Like I bet like Bo is like he's probably the first one to call right. you on your birthday. He's probably the guy who you can you count think? on when shit hits the fan. He's probably like the yeah. one who would come through I, for them. They're like I need help moving, and like everybody flakes on them, but Bo is there. Like Bo's like a really sweet friend, mm. but you also have to put up with all this other stuff to be friends with Bo. Other you weird know? stuff. Yeah, because legitimately, like, I think Bo is the kind of guy where you will call him up and be like, I'm moving tomorrow. Can you help me? And he would, like, show up with, like, a pickup Yeah, he'd truck come early and, like, with boxes these, like, that he just had laying yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I I got, like, special moving gloves. Yeah. Like, I got Fernie pads. I got all this He's stuff. already strategized he remembers, like, the, the entire thing move. your kid said in passing one time and buys them the perfect book. But then the counter of that is that you're going to get emails from him that say, like, who is John Galt? And you're like, okay. <laughs> who is John Galt? Yeah. You guys, I thought that uh, the thing that Mark Bowl said towards the end of episode eight kind of summed up what I think we're all thinking and I believe it was a soldier that said it, or maybe it was Mark Bowl. But um, he said, "I kind of agree with everything he says, but I still want to punch him in the face." The, I, like I personally get that now. I believe that Bo believed in what he was trying to do, and I'm kind, I'm in the SK camp where I think that it was absurd. And Mark, I think, thinks this too, and all the soldiers think it. It's absurd. That the that he thought that as one soldier said he could play God and actually make that decision. I thought that what Mark Bull said at the end. So you want to punch him in the face? Someone. What? So you want to punch him in the face? Yeah, he just said I agree with everything he says, but I still want to punch him in the face. I think that's what a soldier thought, and I think some of the soldiers who thought maybe they could forgive him now, uh, I. 
this is kind of a tangent, but I kind of get what those people are saying in the sense that even if you agree and know that Bo had has this personality disorder, which all of those things that they listed make sense that he could be diagnosed with that from my non-psychologist degree. Wait, well, actually, I majored in psych undergrad. So anyways, um, having dealt with uh, somebody with brain damage and who I think is not who he was before in my life, um, I have a hard time uh, forgiving certain behavior and things even though I know that this person might not be able to help what they do and so I get a soldier forgiving that person forgiving Bo because they're like that's just what comes with the territory in his brain if he has this personality disorder but I also get not forgiving it because it's just too much and too bad. And we were in this together, you know, like their soldier solidarity. And um, so that just really rang true for me. And I think that also has to do with the fact with why I ended up liking episode eight, because I just kind of made it personal. I suppose it helped me sort of um, uh, think about how there's certain people in your life. You're yeah, I can explain why that person did that, but I don't want to forgive them. Or I'm going to forgive that person because I understand a certain thing about them. Um, So, I mean, something that is brain chemistry, not just they're annoying or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, So I really, I mean, I just got really sad and morbid just now. But um, that, I don't know, that really, really, really resonated with me at the end. It had really nothing to do with Bo and me just going off into my own head and my own tangents. But um, I uh, I thought that was really interesting because I think that is something that you can, um, that a lot of people in the world could maybe relate to. When can you forgive someone? When can you not? How much do you take into account certain, let's just call them, quote, defenses? You know, and I think that's what, everyone's struggling with with Bo um I I I do agree I think that a lot of people like they do want to punch him in the face but they believe that Bo truly believed that he had that he saw bad things and he was going to solve it and it's like you dummy you can't solve that you're not in charge and you're young and you're stupid and you don't understand these things but if he truly thought he was doing something great what do you do? And that's what SK and both Mark Bull like kind of disagree on. Mark Bull's more forgiving. I mean, none of us are like forgiving or not a bow because we weren't there. But you know what I mean? Like Mark can justify it more in his head and accept it more than Sarah can, I think. Um, I think Mark so. more like is like, hey, like everything else that he's pointing out is really important. I don't want that to get lost in this like in these feelings about Bo. Yeah, because like, that he seemed to, to be SK. a lot more where they were like, uh, you know, because he had that whole interaction where we hear him being like, well, I feel like maybe then for you, like it kind of takes away some of the importance of what the overall message is. And she's like, well, yeah, that no. was a very, very big point he made. That was. Yeah, I'm glad Mark made that point because it was very true what he was saying. I mean, Sarah does take it less seriously and 
I do and don't blame her for that. Yeah, I think that brings like a really interesting point and maybe part of the reason why it's so hard for people to really understand the gravitas of the season and maybe that's the reason why people just can't get into the season in general. Um, I think that there is a very specific difference between being a civilian and being in the military and being not only in the military, but being in the military and on tour. Uh, And like that just recalibrates what relationships are and how like how relationships are formed and just like the the familial sort of like wolf pack Mm -hmm. aspect of that that comes with that territory and I think I don't know like I don't think Sarah's like wrong or misguided it's just really like it's hard to understand because that's just not it's just not a reality she's well or us lived through so it's easy to be like yeah i, mean, I don't I'm, think any yeah, of I'm, us i'm can saying like make in this sense i feel like only military unless people you're somebody have. that has been in the military and has been that's on what i mean military people has, like yes Right. Or right. I mean like I would I would even like exclude like military wives cuz it's like right you understand by proxy but it's like I think it's different when you're like in the trenches or like But so yeah, I mean but I But honestly, uh Yeah, I think that's what's just I think that's what makes this whole season like very hard because from the vantage point of a civilian, it's like yeah, what a what kind of like a half douchey guy like what a very dumb dumb thing to do but I guess he was uh you know he it wasn't malicious and it wasn't I mean it was just like misguided but it wasn't he was trying to do something good he just went around it the wrong way but then on the other coin like of someone who's actually like Mm -hmm. in that shit is like yeah but it also is like in his effort to help us he's also like backstabbing us because we have this like group mentality this unspoken bond have each other's back this unspoken bond agreement just by you walking away it's sort of eradicating all of that and it's not it's not like he was so mentally or has such a big personality disorder that he didn't know about that unspoken agreement he it's not like he was well i don't know that i would speak to that necessarily but but, i mean because i mean i don't know like like the soldiers who are still pissed or or like well i was pissed and i would have shot him but now i wouldn't they um right they although that's i think that's another good point right like that's kind of hard to say because the truth is like at one point they start talking about just like the really dark jokes that they start making Um, and it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, I get like, it seems very morbid and seems really sad. Like if you're making fun of like Fort Hood the day that it happens, but it's also like, yeah, but you're like, you're kind of like in this sort of like shitty, weird mental state already, you know, that like, I don't know that I can completely like agree or disagree. It's just cause like, I'm not there. I don't know how I would personally react to yeah, having to I don't- deal with. Uh, like, I don't think that I crazy stressors on a daily basis. I don't think that I'm in any place to make a judgment either way. I only feel like soldiers can. Really, I don't know about that. I mean, because most of the episode feels like it's like talking about whether or not he should have even been let in. Like, it's well, yeah, it goes to that. That's you know, that's also I, an so interesting. I, I mean, point. I don't know about that, but yeah, I mean, that's like another huge part of it. By the way, I thought that first psychologist, psychiatrist or whatever that they had on, 
um, to give that opinion where they're like, no, it was fine. I was like, she's just protecting the army. That was my first thought. Like, the fact that her reaction was, eh, right. it was fine. It's like, no, this is a complicated case. Your answer isn't, eh. I think sometimes, I, I mean, for me, listening to it and, like, feeling like Bo is, like, strange but not outside of the realm of strange that I've spent a good deal of time with in my life, both the parts of his personality that, like, teenage and 20-something me can definitely relate to and then, like, the part of me that grew up around a lot of misfits in general and I don't mean, like, I mean, like, misfits, like, Island of Misfit Toys. Right. Like, you just kind of, like, you know, very different scales and levels of, like, harm, but just generally didn't, like, fit in. I think, like, the weirdest thing about Bo, for me as a listener, is just, like, that he would have ever thought that his own personality would fit in that situation. You know, like, like the parts of my personality that I feel like overlap with his are, like, also the parts that, even as a young person, I was like, oh, I could never be in that situation. Like... I should never be in the military because, like, that would be a bad combo for all of us because I would not enjoy just, like, having blanket uh, decisions made where it doesn't really matter what I feel well, to on me, anything. I know? feel like his personality was such that he absolutely would think that he could be in the army because he... Have, no, but, like, like, he says, like, you hear him say, like, with, with some hindsight, obviously, thus the title of the episode, but, like, he's like, oh, I didn't want to be a soldier now. I wanted to be a soldier, like, then. Like, I wanted World to War, be, yeah. like, and even then, like, the version of a soldier he's describing is more right. <laughs> fictional than historical, you know? Yeah. And, and so. Samurai. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting yeah. that you. It's World War Two. It's funny that you bring that up because I feel like when I first heard that, it was to me, it was like one of those scenarios where it's like, oh, that's so sad that he thinks that because I can't imagine that his life would have been any different if he was like the Red Baron versus right. like, yeah, I was like a soldier in Afghanistan. Like, I don't know that the organization of the like the military organization has changed so radically. I think I think he's just like a romanticizer of things. Where it's in general, like, yeah, yeah, he like, he's con- he is that guy who's like I liked that band before they were popular. Like he's that guy. yeah, like his he's idea of those guy, soldiers you know? is even based on the fact that like you know history is written from a certain perspective, and he's hearing about these soldiers as if they were all in lockstep with like an ideal, when really like ah, his like soldiers have been at ver- you know that's been a job yeah. for many people. For right. a long time, like, whether he, or not correct. they were emotionally invested in it. Yeah, you guys, exactly. were you confused about the fact that his notion of being in war for all of time was that everybody felt that they were leading the charge? Like, does he actually think that... Yeah, like, it's very... It's, it's not based a machine? In, like, a very heavy fiction. It's like, that's not even it's historical. Such a heavy fiction. That is, like... yeah. yeah. That is just like, not reality. Right. It wasn't. You know? It wasn't that much solid. I, I mean, I'm not a war expert by any means, but they they weren't. It's it's not. I mean, people had. He thinks that people just all agreed exactly what they're supposed to do. Like, what does a general do? I think he thinks that everybody was a freaking general and was making a decision at the same time and all thought the same thing. It's like there's people in charge for a certain reason. And there always has been like. For all of time and people have always followed orders. I think it was more that and- he like really thought that like whether you were high up or you were low on the ground like you were definitely like in agreement about stuff like just think about in the way that 
we even talk about like World War II. There's a like World War II is a fast. I love reading about World War II. I'm fascinated by World War II. But even then, like the way that World War II is talking about sure. is, is spoken about after the fact is very much like everyone definitely agreed that that was an important thing to do. And it's like, no, there were there were people yeah. who dissented. There were people who did it just because peer pressure there were people who you know didn't believe in the cause but were like well everybody around me is doing this like i gotta go do it to save faith like there were there were there were people with many reasons at many levels at all times and so it just sounds like he believes the fiction that has existed you know that well predates that war even of just being like you know if they were fighting it's because they absolutely believed it in their hearts and that that's why they did it you know and that's just not but true that argument to me is so, I don't know. I mean, it puts Bo in this very odd predicament for me because it makes me think like you didn't, I mean, as far as we know, Bo didn't join the army because he needed college money. He didn't join the army because he was like necessarily bored. I mean, he had a job, he had stuff to do. It's like you joined the army because you had this romanticized ideal of what a soldier is and could mm-hmm. be like you wanted to be essentially he wanted to be a mercenary is what he wanted he wanted to be like he wanted to be like jack bauer he wanted to be the jack russian bauer. kgb he or wanted something. to be like this like yeah super he wanted to be guy who's making the right calls for everybody exactly at, like, all the right time. he just wants to be all of these things and so the fact that he enters a war like afghanistan to me is kind of one of those things where it's like shit kid like you had all that time to read the fountainhead did you like not do any research about the right. war in did which you, you were enlisting for Journal because and the new york times about the state <laughs> did of you the right war? like had you not been like seeing what was going on because it's not like he joined at the very beginning and like didn't yeah, know he what didn't he was getting into on like september 12 2001 like, he took advantage of the surge because he knew that exactly. he was screwed because of the discharge from the Coast Guard, and he was like, oh, cool, there's a surge right now. I'm going to sneak in now because I'll get away with it. He definitely planned that. I mean, at least if Serial's correct, like, that's pretty clear. Like, he was, uh, conniving's the wrong word, but you know what I mean. He purposely did that. He wasn't totally like this, you know, he had some sense of what, I think he had some sense that he was mentally unstable. I think that he knew he knew that he had social anxiety he knew that he was. Getting I don't think away that he has something. any sense that he is mentally unstable. No, I he disagree, said, Dip. I don't think he thinks that he's mentally disabled. He says that he knows that he has social anxiety. He knows that. Yeah, he but social fit anxiety in. and mentally unstable are not quite the same thing. I don't think he knew. Okay, maybe. I think he knew that he was a little like socially awkward, but I think he also probably attributed that to his own. Like experiences of being aware of like I went I was an only upbringing and all that stuff a homeschooled kid in the middle yeah. of nowhere I don't know that I think that Bo has this whole thing of believing that you know he's like oh like I psychologically I am not fit for I don't think he thinks that at okay. all okay I don't even yeah. think that that enters okay let's, his let me let me rephrase what I want to say then because I do agree with a lot of what you guys are saying I think that he knew that his discharge would have been a problem. Sure. Even though he believes in himself, he thinks in his head, well, I don't really get along with other people very well. So that must have like contributed to the discharge, whatever, whatever the fact he wanted out anyways. But so, yes, he did believe that he could be a good soldier, but he did take advantage of the surge and the system and he knew he was getting away with something. Even though he believed that he was the right person for the job, 
But um, but I it's also hard for me to assign any like uh overall malice to that because a lot of that is stuff that is also like if at the time even is easily researchable, right? So like anytime somebody is interested in whether they want to get admitted to a school or a program or like whatever, you do your research. Like you can find out stuff like hey, like you know army and the military like they're in need of people so they're willing to like make dispensations for like certain things like different things qualify right, yeah. and he might have been like excellent because that's really where i belong and yeah this i could have been a that. problem but now i can i can deal with that you know and, and now i can be who i'm supposed right. to be we have no reason to not think he wasn't honest like everything that they said on the show sounds like he was very honest with the recruiter sure Right. And honestly, I think that his justification for whatever happened in the Coast Guard really just boils down to the same thing that happened to him in the army, where he had this perception of what the Coast Guard would be. And it's just like, that's not what the Coast Guard is. So like, and a real lack of understanding of what the the root causes of it's just like, right. It's a lack of understanding. It's like this romantic, there's like this romantic view of what the world is and should be and what these organizations should be. And what the reality is of yeah. what they are, you know? I mean, because I am, I have to believe that, like, if he was able to get into the French Foreign Legion, the same shit would have happened, except on a smaller the scale. French Foreign Legion. Right? I mean, I think if that's, he had that's made he it into the join, French Foreign right? Legion, it would have ended like the movie Universal Soldier, which I don't really remember how that movie ends. I just feel like it started with <laughs> like, how Dolph did that Lundgren movie and... Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. being I, feel, I mean, like, the you know, French the thing Foreign is, Legion. I just have a feeling, like, if he finally got into, if he did get into the French Foreign Legion, like, he would just have become disillusioned and then would have, like, I don't know, sold yeah. books on the side of the He would the have been Seine, like, oh, right? they're like, eating all this, what... like, fresh <laughs> produce, and I thought it was going to be more, like, MREs, and then he would have left there, and he would have gone on to the next right. thing. and then he would have, yeah. talk a little bit been, like, they... about the fact that we heard Mark Bowl for only a few minutes, and yet he said the word data points? multiple times in a short period of time uh, i enjoyed that oh i missed oh, that you know i love the way mark bull talks i have such a crush on his voice it was nice to hear mark bull not on the phone like it was nice to hear him like on a regular microphone talking to sarah oh and you know what else i liked about yeah, yeah. The, the the episode eight was th- their conversations i like it when um SK and Mark are just shooting the shit. SK is so conversational in her convos with people. That is a just a brilliant, profound statement I just made. <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I think it's funny that you bring that up because the one thing that I noticed in at least in episode eight that I loved so much is when Sarah's talking to the yeah. soldier and she's like, dude, I know. Yeah. I loved it. She's I like, loved uh. it. It's like, <laughs> like, you know oh. what? It's like, of course, like SK is just like at some point, just like, God, dude, guy, I, I get like, it. I know we're I not arguing about saying, other man. Right. I just get saying. it. It's not what dude. I'm saying. Just like, but listen to what dude. I mean, dude. <laughs> Honestly, dude. Sarah's as frustrated with it this so season great. as we are, so guys. You can hear it in her tone. She's annoyed with her stuff with this season as well. She's speaking like, of which. Oh. This episode became a two-parter, but at the beginning of last time's episode, episode six, she was like. This episode and the next episode, we'll get into who Bo is. So really, it was a two-parter that became a yeah. three-parter. Oh, I thought the same thing. And I this was like, what is happening? But it was yeah. like, only <laughs> one part of it is a two-parter now? I don't know how you quantify that. What a yeah. okay, what are you doing? What are you what doing? What is going on? 
Right. I mean, that's I think the part that for me becomes super frustrating about the season because it's like, let's get into the mind of Bo. And it's like, this will never end then because you can never know anybody entirely. Like, it's like, let's get into the mind of Daisy. And it's like, we can do like an entire fucking 17 year series about it yeah. plus right because it's just here, like here's the although thing. getting inside the just, mind of the married There's man like... was just a television show that was apparently very oh easy my to god do. um oh boy so we're trying... that reference <laughs> <laughs> anyways uh so we're trying to get into the mind of Bo, but Bo has some psychology issues and that changes everything kind of for me because i half forgive it and i half don't and like I said, that's kind of based on my own personal life where I half forgive, can forgive certain things and I half can't. And I see both sides and I'm just left with this. Um, okay, I can see why he thought he could do that. I'm still mad. It's not up to me. I'm kind of curious what the, the tribunal decides. And let's Skits see what the court martial... personality disorder. Yeah, I mean, like, I think we we've kind of talked about this on the show and they were saying that, like, Mark and the soldiers, like, feel like he should go to court-martial. And uh, I think I said that that's a lot of what I was seeing online was a lot of soldiers being like, yeah, I don't want to actually see him necessarily go to, like, prison because... I still don't want to see him go to prison. like, yeah, he should still go through the process. And so, like, yeah, Yeah. let's, you know, I mean, I hope it doesn't... Again, just because it's, like, honestly, like, like, really? Like, after a guy's been held that way, like, do we really want to do that? Yeah, I'm with you. But see, so, like, okay, so here's my, like, like, counterpoint to that. Because I don't know that I necessarily disagree that he should go through the process, but I'm just thinking about it in terms of, like, all right, so then if so he's just gonna go through the process to like not go well, to jail no you know what like, Layla? what, no, what like, ends up being law, there's his, like precedent like, and it's thing. like you know exactly daisy that's exactly what i was gonna say you can set certain precedents you can also um it also highlights that the army needs to maybe revamp some of its recruiting uh so then principles. his dust one was successful we don't know yet well we don't know yet. It's it depends not, on what happens with the court martial. But like, if that should happen, then yeah, in a weird that, way, he was successful because yeah. he's managed. He just had to change, not, right? torture for five years for it. <laughs> you guys, it's not that well. Black and you white. know, sometimes. You can, hey, you know what? The truth of the matter is, Bo, don't work hard, work smart. Okay, <laughs> just that's the like that's the bottom line. Don't of work it. hard. Work like, smart. don't get tortured for like five years when all you really want to do is like change like surge entry into the army um Layla, i see what you're saying is you're like well if he goes free then he um just that means that he did it right that's not necessarily true you can parse apart all various parts i always have to clarify my argument is if he's not going to prison then what is the point of going through the like a military i'm not saying he should go to jail but what should be his like reparation for oh, what I don't he did, know. or that's, punishment that's or whatever. Not, I don't know. I mean, and they might the decide something. They just might, yeah, they just might decide something that isn't putting like something him in else. prison. Yeah. Like he what? Could, so, like, he gets, like, fined or something? I mean, I'm just, like, thinking about it in terms things. of, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I think I'm just thinking about it, like, why go through all the pomp and circumstance of, like, a trial? But it would if, also, like, if the if result he, in is just, If like, he was, say, let's found, let's say he was found guilty, and this is me, like, spitballing. Let's say he was found guilty they could then say, right. like, due to the extreme nature of the consequences he faced in the field, we are choosing to not send him to prison. That said, anybody who does this would be 
found guilty of this thing. And so if somebody else ever tried to pull it and they didn't get tortured for five years, then then you would have an ability to say, then like, they would go to jail. right, like, we do punish this. The other guy we didn't put in prison because sure. he had already gone through I some mean, torture. I think that this is probably, I think maybe, what you call a case of first impression, where this hasn't really happened before, where the person has come back from this. And been so, like, I was trying to get your tried. attention. So, so you're setting, it yeah. is... It's setting guidelines. I mean, yes, by precedent, but also, like, legally, none of us can say exactly what would happen. I'm not a military law expert, of course, either. Um, So, but, but so many. And of course, like, also not like fortune tellers. Yeah. But there's something that would come out of him being court-martialed. You know what I mean? I think that's what Daisy and I... Okay, I, I think that yeah. ultimately is, like, yeah. my point. Because it's like, oh, like, why go through that whole, like... I think like, it's important. Magilla of, like, going to, like, a trial if, like, at the end it's just, like, we're also, like, we're not going to put you in jail. We're just going to be like, hey, Bo, like, what you did was dumb. Thanks. Have a nice day. Because it's, it's not going to be like, that simple. I feel like he already knows that what he did was dumb and like how. Oh, you know what? I don't think that he knows it was dumb. Sometimes I'm like, really, Bo? Did he really just say that? Because he's like, well, still, like, I don't think that he has the. I think he might screw himself over in trial when he says certain things like, but they were wrong. You know, it's like, Bo, just act like you. Don't like you right. have remorse. But I don't know that that necessarily means that he doesn't think that what he did was wrong. I think I think and it's this is very clear from like the season seven or season seven, the episode seven, where people are just kind of like, yeah, Bo is like he's very steadfast in his principles and philosophies on life. Um, and like that's kind of hard to budge. I think that in his mind, he's like, yeah, I you know what? I shouldn't have walked off. But like the reason why I walked off, I'm still right about that. It's just that the action I took was yeah. wrong. So I think I think that's his I, whole yeah. thing. Right. I think it's not that he's like, no, like none of what I did was wrong in his mind. He's like, yeah, you know what? Like, ugh, I didn't really think this one through. I walked off. I got caught. Like all this shit happened bad on me. But also like the reasons why I did it, those reasons are still right. His feelings about the army and how, but it's, Layla, that's that's you know organized and all that stuff is like I think in his mind, like I mean, and this is I think it's great that you're bringing that up because I feel like yeah, what's going to happen on a trial? Because he's not going to be like that's wrong. I think he's going to be very steadfast. But and also, say, well, also that goes to his intent, which you know we talked about in the first or second episode of our podcast, mm-hmm. um, where he yeah has, lawyer us, dip. Well, let's lawyer again. Um, no, but remember that. <laughs> He kind of has to have that intent in his head and prove that, that he's like, no, but at the same time, you know what that shows? It shows like, it does show kind of a lack of remorse. Like, I don't know how those military tribunals work. These are questions we need to ask a military lawyer, which hopefully we will get on. I think we're probably using the term tribunal versus court martial incorrectly, but I'm just saying. It might be. I mean... It's a whole different ballgame with military yeah. law. Because he keeps saying he's um, going to get a court martial, and then when they were going to try the um, some of the uh, like terrorists, they're saying they would get a, a tribunal. I don't know. Well, there's international. Who knows? Yeah, there's there's who knows too many courts in this world, guys. I'm just waiting um, for us to finish up this topic so I could talk about my favorite topic. I'm done. Go ahead. Coochie tense. <laughs> She says the word okay. coochie like 85 times Do you know how long it has taken us to make? Seven. This is a podcast with three women coochie, who do coochie, comedy. Coochie. And never once, despite the fact that coochie tense was brought up 
numerous times throughout this podcast. So many times. This is the first time we're bringing it up. Potentially as a, the amount of times I honestly I think that that is coochie coochie coochie. I I have it to was tell like you that I think Charo took over. Yeah, you deserve to go to comedy I, uh, jail. <laughs> I honestly is one of those things where it's like I'm very proud of us for not stooping that low that quickly and being like, oh, let's make a whole bunch of jokes about yeah. coochie. No, it was, like, who's it gonna was get like into my volume, tent? like the ratio of coochie to like three minutes was like all right. <laughs> I get it. Well, guess, guess, you guys, we all know that a lot of bows have gotten into Layla's coochie tent. <laughs> Approximately five bows have gotten into my coochie Totally. Tent. I actually also want to talk about homeschooling for a sec because it kind of, we mentioned it last time and obviously yeah. we heard a lot more about Bo's life this time and somebody did like tweet at us like, I'm curious on you guys' thoughts about homeschooling because you hinted that you have some. And um, <laughs> I think I have, I would say this, I have met... Uh, a good deal of people at this point who are homeschooled and I've met some of the parents who do it and it's been a real mix. And I've met some who clearly are like, they're doing it because they are either in a place that they feel like the education isn't good enough or they want to um, have flexibility because of the the way that their family operates because of just maybe jobs like one of the parents or both of the parents travel and things like that. Um, or, um, they want to fill gaps. Like I interviewed some very interesting women who were like, I don't want to send my kids to this school so that they're going to learn that like slavery was just, you know, a mild inconvenience. Like they just felt like the school system where they were was just like not acceptable for what those mm. things are. But then I've also met people who it's like they, they, they did homeschooling, but they didn't compensate for the lack of social interaction that would then come with being homeschooled. And things like that. And I do and think... And what were they make... like? Um, It was rough. And I feel like if if Bo's personality already tends towards this, like, kind of fantasy and stuff like that, like, I can't imagine not having that mix of opinions and just, like, learning mm. the reality of um, social subtlety that comes with being in a classroom full of people... Yeah. And just being from different households and learning something and seeing that there are disagreements between the opinions based merely on how you're raised and being able to talk through those things. And I think great teachers are able to facilitate amazing conversations about that stuff. Um, and so I, I have no like hard stance on homeschooling, but I do think that like, I think that's always like compensate. depending on a teacher. Yeah. Right? Cause my fear is that like in a school system, I mean, I don't know that I necessarily believe that Bo would have, like strived any I don't better, I, I think he might it better, just depends because it's like, like a, he definitely was it all it's all alone, depends right he, you get more into yeah. the aloneness especially as you go into adolescence so it's like who right knows, and it also you seemed know? like his relationship with his parents like and this is a thing that I found kind of interesting because I think I had a different opinion of what his relationship with his parents mm -hmm. were I got the impression that despite being homeschooled I kind of feel like his parents were sort of like, yeah, we're homeschooling Bo, but he's kind of like an interesting sort of weird, like eccentric guy. So just, you know, let's just give him a couple of books of whatever he's interested in and then just let him roam around like the 40 acres that yeah. we have. <laughs> yeah. And let him so go I don't, follow I don't really know like how we saw last week. Yeah, let's follow. I just really cats. hung up on the I fact mean, that I he just... said he was following the cats, not just <laughs> he follows not just, like them. hanging out with the cats. I kept going back to it because that was what he said. He was like, I followed the cats. Like I could see like 
spending time with a cat, being interested in the cats, but like following the cats is just it's just a semantic thing where I was like that 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 no. seems like and you're like, saying listen, more than you mean guys, to say. <laughs> all of this is going back to my theory about cat guys. Oh, cat okay, guys. I feel like I have a theory about like the certain kind of guy who is into cats being like a little more emo, a little more eccentric, a little like weird. I feel like there's a thing about guys that are very into Here's cats. Here's a question you are though. into. And I'm just real, like, real oh, question. Like, this is just. But do you think, given all his yes. life experience, that Bo would own cats or would he think that cats were too independent to be owned? <laughs> Correct. I think that Bo is the kind of guy who's like, you're not supposed to have pets because having pets is like free. controlling like, yeah, and dominance over yeah roam. over like a free being and a but spirit like he put right. food out where i feel like if Bo was more like he was like more social i feel like Bo would be into like polyamory oh sure. yeah definitely wait for sure. whoa definitely. that's a big for leap sure. where did we go we went from I'm with you on to this polyamory one, <laughs> listen <laughs> as long as i got one person on my side i feel I'm 100% like yeah, with I'm, you. I'm sorry You'd i'm be like why I'm do we have to like define relationships no, no, no. Exactly. You guys. Right. I don't think Bo yeah. has had relations with a woman even. Oh, no. He I'm has. saying if Bo. No, I'm I'm not. Yeah. Like he definitely has. Really? I'm just saying if yes. Bo was well, he like had a crush. Worldly. We learned that he had a crush that he emailed. I wanted to know more about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that he's ever had relations with a woman. He was in captivity for five years. You guys like when did he have relations? Yeah, but there was yeah, a but he, okay. But Dip, it's not like he was like he went like to the army at like twelve. He was working like, at thirteen. He was still like at a yeah. He's like he worked at okay. He worked at a fucking tea shop. I guarantee you, he like slammed something I, that went in and what? out of that you tea guys, shop. The thing I'm is, sorry. guys like Bo are the guys that like Bo doesn't have to hit on women. Like random girls feel like yeah they just oh, like I want to Layla, Layla hits yeah. like him. yeah they're like they're like I want to try a thing and Bo is like there and I will ask Bo if he wants to like <laughs> right right okay, right right, like, right I was right, really right. curious about yeah. like oral that's sex, the only scenario so Bo, yeah. like come over and then like right yeah it's oh it always starts off as like a weird like. You know, like, oh, you know, we're we're friends. Like, come over. I'll, like, make dinner or something. And then couch. And he's, like, confused. Right now. He doesn't know that he's supposed to do anything. And then they have to do no. it. And then they get upset about it. Right. That's why it's like, like oh, I got to, like, make a move. Yeah. I got to do this. You know like, who I'm weird. picturing yeah. right now? Um, Napoleon Dynamite and the girl who plays tetherball with him. And, and like, she's like, no, I like you. And he just has no comprehension of what's really, really happening. Yeah. I don't remember that movie well enough, but I will say oh, that it don't. is an overlooked portion of the female population that are the women who find <laughs> random, less socially viable guys to like be like, I want to try a thing. I don't really know who else to go to. So this the band well, camp I girls, the band now. camp girls find those guys. So in that sense, maybe he has had some all of Dipty's things. I feel like are coming from movies, which I am worried about. <laughs> now any kid who goes to camp like has camp options like they have each other uh, oh, <laughs> i mean boy. honestly okay guys can we i know i know we've i i just want to talk about one more thing because <laughs> after uh, the things we just threw Daisy out i'm like what up, is this gonna be yeah uh, okay i want to talk about that tea house because i have very vivid like I have a very vivid picture of what this tea house is looks Bo a like. green tea drinker because my say would be yes Maybe so. 
Maybe so. Maybe he's a green tea. Maybe I feel like he probably experimented with chai for a little bit right. before it became. Too I don't know popular. if he's like he wouldn't drink like, like coffee. Now that like, like Starbucks does tea, chai, green tea because it's like better for right. you. Yeah, he kind of feels proud of the fact that he like drinks Turkish coffee and not like regular American swill coffee. Yeah. Like I like the coffee with the grinds in it, like that sort of thing. Um, and I think that if and when Bo pours tea, he does the big <laughs> like thing my mom where he, does like, raises the tea kettle <laughs> very high and like has it like pour into the cup, and it's like it's all a big like a big <laughs> show. Um, but I am really curious about that tea house, so I think what I'm gonna do. Uh, I guess maybe as we start to close out, maybe yeah. um, is look up this tea house because there's got to be a Yelp. Oh, yeah, like what it. are well, the tea we'll tweet about it. venues that one could visit? <laughs> yeah, we'll tweet about those. How do you take yeah. the Bo? Because I also feel like this is the US. kind of tea house that like you uh, that you go to and like there's just musical instruments everywhere and you're just like allowed to pick up a guitar and just start playing. Yeah, I definitely have a mental like, image and, of this place. And that they also have like weird instruments like Kim just got a didgeridoo. Yeah. Like let's play the didgeridoo. Oh, here here's the ultimate last thing I think that we should talk about. Then we should wrap it up, right? Okay. I need to clarify because we have more information now what I think about Kim's relationship with Bo. Okay. I was thinking Sorry, about I you got very as they very about. expertly broke down like Bo Den did this and he went to classes and he met these kids and the mother was this. <laughs> Go ahead, Dip. Kim was like a mother figure. Yes. I did not <laughs> know that before. I'm sorry. I apologize to everybody out there. I still stand by some of my <laughs> earlier statements regarding same age relationships. But anyways, or a few years apart. But yes, no, there was nothing untoward going on because she was clearly like an aunt who just cared for him, like a family friend. Someone tweeted this. What? Go ahead. Someone tweeted, uh, they're like, well, so this is like Rabia and and Adnan, their kind of relationship, and Dip never said anything about that. And I'm like, no, because they're totally family friends. Race card. They're throwing down a yeah. race card. But no, but they're totally oh, okay. family friends. And I never thought that was inappropriate. Like, that's that's basically like her brother. It's like a cousin brother. So that's totally different to me. Race card. Oh, because they're actually, like, they are actually related. They're as not opposed actually to, like, related, not related. But a lot of our family she's friends like, I've got are like Like, I know what it's like. Yeah, she's like rocking it. Like, they're just like, they're like family. Like, we have certain family friends who are like family. And it's that close. That happens a lot with, like, Jewish community and any first gen community, um, not Jewish communities necessarily first gen, but you know what I mean for mm-hmm. for Jewish communities and in addition first gen community first generation communities. They um are family friends because a lot of our other family, our relatives don't haven't all come to America, so our family friends become like our family. So it's not necessarily this weirdo relate like not weirdo. It's not weird if that happens, but you know what I mean. It's not um. That kind of relationship. It's more of like a cousin, brother, sisterly thing. Anyways, I don't think anymore that Kim had a weird relationship with Bo. I now get that she was a surrogate mom. I did think it was really sweet, actually, Kayla's like story of like he got he went and yeah. got every, he all these people to sign. The, and, like the that was card. like terrifying to yeah. him. So like you have to understand how much more that even meant. I mean, that's why I say like that's the guy. Like, Bo's the guy who, like, yeah. you're like, I'm moving, and he shows up with all his spare boxes, and he's there he first. He could be really sweet. And he leaves last. Like, he's going to do stuff that's really, really thoughtful. So he may be super intense, 
But, like, right. for the people that are close to yeah. him. He's, like, he orders pizza at the end of the move. Like, you didn't even realize Right, like, you it. thought like you'd have to give pizza to everybody, like, but, oh. like, he takes care of it because yeah. he's, like, oh, you've got enough on your plate. I like talking about the fictional yeah. idea he's of who guy. Bo is. Like, right. I this We have, forever. like, completely painted our own picture I, in the end, I think that he has good intentions, whether it's from helping people move and getting them pizza at the end of that move to, like, going dust one on the fucking world. <laughs> he just wants to fix the to army. To fix the entire he United States army. army. You know? You know what I thought about on the way back, too, was, like, Sarah Koenig revisits some of the soldiers that she had interviewed previously and, like, wanted to get their opinion now that they've been listening to the show. And I was like, what if Bo, like has heard our show. Oh my god, I never thought that for a half a billionth of a second. I I I wouldn't I'm not assuming that he has. I'm just saying, like if you're Bo and you're following everything that's going on, there's only a handful of shows that are still really like talking about I mean it's not getting a lot as much buzz. Like what if Bo I wanna know never thought that. (laughs) Hey Bo Bo are you listening? Can you hear me? Um, what do you, can you tell us all about yourself and who your crush is and since you've come back, how it's going? I need going? to know more about the tea house. I only found one article on the internet about it. And while you were emailing, and when you emailed that girl you had a crush on when you were in army, did she email back? And was that why you're like, I got to get back to America? Like all these things, like what's going on, Bo? There's just, I mean, there's just so much I want to know about Bo. Uh, yeah. And again, like yeah, the episodes were were good and really interesting. Uh, but ultimately, like, I you know when we started this season, I really had avoided looking at stuff about Bo Bergdahl because I wanted to kind of experience it through serial. Hmm. But then I did read that Rolling Stone article that Dip had mentioned by Michael Hastings, and so there's so much of like similar information there about like the kind of person he was and the kind of stuff he was really into. None of it felt overly new to me having read that article. Yeah. So. Again, I feel like I just, even actually with the whole, like, next time on Serial, I kind of still don't know what we're talking about next time. Oh, uh, Daisy, like, uh, I agree. That I was, was the like, most huh? confusing next <laughs> I was not time. asking I was like, for that either. I have. I was not... like, this shit was vague, y'all. Like, those clips are like. Yeah, it was very like vague. like Mad Men previews. <laughs> yes! Oh, Dip, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, Dip, absolutely. Like, Peggy walks into the office. Like, here's Don sipping on a whiskey glass. Smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just nothing. Cannon She's Mad men like, these previews just to keep us, like, in because she knows people are yeah. slipping. Yeah. That one was, like, Maybe so. super vague. I was like, mm, I don't I, I literally know have what's no happening idea. in two weeks either. You know, Matthew Weiner we'll did do that on purpose, by the way. He he was like, I don't want to give previews. So I'm kind of thinking Sarah doesn't want to tell us what's going on. She but no, but I mean, on. sometimes it's very, very enticing. And this one was like, there'll this be another one. Not. There will yeah. be another episode. Well, you know what? I was like, cool. She probably doesn't. She probably mm-hmm. doesn't know what it's about because she's That's not what I'm done. saying. I'm saying like, yeah. I don't think there was like no directional yeah. real hint at all. Right. Yeah. We're on to you. We're on to you. We're on news. End of episode one, you're like, call on the Taliban. End of episode seven, eight, you're like, let's just go into Bo's head. Words. And it's like, oh boy. Like, I, <laughs> right. It's like, I want to get back to like Sarah calling the Taliban Sarah. Where is that Sarah? Do you know what I think we're hearing next week? We're going to hear um, that America did a lot to get him back, which we kind of already heard for like two episodes, maybe. We did a lot. So. 
It went so what above and are beyond. we listening to? We already know. Did it, are we going to hear that they went above and beyond and like learn about people on the ground? Are we going to hear that they went above and beyond and they hired like uh, a negotiator, a la Sparky Palastri style? Like, what's it going to be? Well, it's going to be we're gonna three hear, episodes. We're going to hear. Of we're going to meet more, not their real names. Oh yeah, we've already been over it. We're going to rehash some of their stories. Um. I don't know. I feel like Jason's going to show up again, which I will be very happy about because I love his voice. Oh, he's the guy who I said, he's the smart guy, right? The poli sci dude. Yeah, Yeah, I think his name is Jason. I hope I got his name right. My love is free. I just think we're going to learn that, like, things are not as simple as they should have been. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, well, good. And Layla's going to put a bullet in her brain. Clarify that. Oh my god! I will. Guys, <laughs> Afghanistan is yeah, we'll like up. we'll all meet up next Thursday, and it'll just be like me with a gun in my mouth, just being like, "This is it, guys. This is the beginning of this episode." So boy. Funny. Okay. Well, wait. So, you guys, why don't you tweet at us? Uh, a- <laughs> what do you think this next episode's going to be? Somebody what? decipher. <laughs> really? Well, tell us what you think it'll. What be. do you think that they'll rehash? <laughs> what does it mean that they would? They took special measures or whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll get to it. If you worked at Strega, what would your signature tea yeah. be? Strega, by the way, I just learned means witch in Italian, which is confirming everything, everything I believe about this tea house. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> just, um, I wanted whoa. to say who is John Galt in an Italian accent, but I didn't want to disrespect <laughs> anybody's heritage. So I didn't do it. All right, cool. guys. So, uh, yeah, tell us, tell, you tell us what you think's going to be coming up and when we'll all discuss whether or not <laughs> you Are you right. enjoying this season? Are you enjoying this? I think Don't it's Don't open that can of worms, Dipty. Don't open that can of worms. Okay, do not tell us if you're enjoying this season. I'll just keep listening to our podcast. Okay. Honestly, if they're even interacting with us, I assume that they're enjoying it on some level because they're Maybe, sticking with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, thank yeah. you for the tweets. Yeah, no, oh, so many great tweets, and it was, like, really fun. We it, love it. So many great tweets. And we'll get to them. We've been, like, neglecting the Twitter lines for a little bit. There were some people really tweeting out some quotes from our last episode. I That was, I felt, <laughs> even as we finished, I was like, that was a quotable episode. But uh, it makes me laugh even harder to, like, see people, oh, like, laughing too. at, like, stuff that we said. Like, quoting or, like, making stuff, reference yeah. to, like, you know, Layla's crazy sex life with a hipster <laughs> Abraham Lincoln or whatever it was. Guys, I'm very sorry about that. My I have addictions to hipster presidential. Your sex life got a lot of attention people. on Twitter last yeah, time. Yeah, a great. lot. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it was excellent. That's fine. I'm here for um, the people. But notice, you know, if you ask us a question, how do we feel about homeschooling or whatever, we're going to answer it. So keep tweeting yeah. us. You can tweet at us on Twitter at right. Serial Obsessed Pod. That's S-E-R-I-A-L O-B-S-E-S-S-P-O-D. So it's like Serial Obsessed Pod. If you email us at Serially Obsessed Pod, that's a Gmail address that you can hit us up at. Serially Obsessed Pod at gmail.com. And we will check out your emails there. So please do hit us up. We are all in this together, guys. We are all in season two <laughs> yeah. together. We're keeping up with the schedule wow. Wow, best wow, we wow. can. Thank you for yeah. your patience. Please keep tweeting yeah. at us because it keeps me interested, really. right it's like fueling the flames of an otherwise possibly dying love you know what we should do as a bonus we should do a whole bonus episode where we just record Layla like she's listening to an episode from season two of Serial 
in her headphones and then we just record the number of groans that she does right <laughs> I through do any that. given episode depending <laughs> on the information right. it's like it'll sound very if we were ever doing yes. like a fundraising thing like that would be a bonus like donate twenty dollars and you get this uh bonus track of layla groaning that you can <laughs> ten dollars is buttons <laughs> yeah twenty dollars is layla groaning yeah. for 75 dollars you get the, the tote bag the tote bag is just like a cartoon version of me yeah. groaning <laughs> i would actually so. rock that tote bag i would too yeah <laughs> like in all times I want somebody that could like cartoon draw me in like yeah. a Kathy style with like my <laughs> finger up, just being like, Ugh. totally, Layla, yes, with a caricature of yourself. Like, I yeah. rock that tote bag. That's what I want. I that yeah, tote bag. right. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, well, so we will us, be guys. back next time. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Hit us up online. We'd love to hear from you. And we will catch you for episode nine, I guess, of Serial because they are confusing us number wise. That's right. So we'll catch you. In two weeks from now, after three days, when they were when they put out three parts of episode nine, we'll right. all be there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we'll thanks, catch guys. you guys next time. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Ooh. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thugs make it hot, make it pop. Ooh.